0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And wow, we just uh, got done watching the last of our Hellraiser series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marathon. <laughs> what, what exactly does
1: that mean? Just slowing down, just like I just ran a race. I oh, feel like I've yeah. just gone through it, and now I am finished the marathon.
0: Well, with the last few flicks, I also felt like I tripped and fell on my ass.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I started looking around for Pinhead wondering if he was torturing me.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, let, let's talk about a couple of things before we, we get into that. Uh, first of all, is there anything you want to bring up? I mean, any... I do have a little bit of a rant. Oh, let's hear it. Well,
1: I I know this is not a political podcast, but I, I have right. to go into a couple of things. First of all, you know all,
0: what? By the way, you know have many podcasts right now are prefacing what they say with "All right, we don't talk about <laughs> politics on our podcast." Probably, every, but every one of them, a lot of them are right now.
1: I heard a local commercial for a guy, and it starts out with "Hey, you know what's up with the negative ads put up by so and so." And then they proceed to say, maybe it's because ex-politician, I'm going to call him MJ just because that's his initials. Maybe it's because MJ fights for this. Michael Jordan? No, it's not. uh, It's not Michael Jordan. Michael (laughs) Jackson? I don't want to to give him any any kudos at all. Okay. Because he goes, maybe it's because MJ uh, fights for this, or maybe because MJ goes to Washington and and does this and was recognized by this and that. I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? We ought to keep negative politics out, you know? (laughs) So then I'm going like a half an hour later, all of a sudden I hear the negative attack against this guy. Uh And it was... This guy did not show up and vote one-third of the time. Could you get away with not showing up to work one-third of the time? I started thinking, that mother effer. No, you can't get away with one-third. I'm I'm exactly on board with that negative political stuff.
0: Right now at work, I'm on on the forums. Our forums are else the midnight podcast forums one-third of the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I still have that one third. That I it's don't uh,
1: yeah, but you know what though? It just it ticks me off. And well, so it's bullshit. Well, and so the other thing is, is this this presidential debate, and and I get ticked off with those guys going back and forth because you know number one, I I'm not going to talk about the which way I slant politically, but when I get up and I, I watch these debates and I see you know Barack Obama say oh, I'm not going to raise taxes on 95% of people. Only people that make over $250,000 a year are businesses. Uh He's thinking that I'm stupid enough to believe that that doesn't affect me. I don't make $250,000. right? But the companies that do are going to be passing on whatever costs they're associated with their taxes on their products. So in the end, I pay for it. And and he thinks I'm stupid enough not to think that affects me. And then McCain gets up there and says he's not going to do extra spending. So I just want both of those liars to know that, that we're onto your shit yeah, and I'm just tired of the political season, so that's it. That's By cool. the way,
0: guess what I heard? What? Oh, I mean, I can't remember if it was the Horror Center podcast or the Midnight podcast, but they interviewed Sid Haig, Captain Spaulding. Oh yeah, and he is running for president. I'm not. I I I don't think it's this time, but he's going to do it. Really? Yeah. So let's let's vote. Let's all vote for uh, Captain Spaulding. Nice. <laughs> well, good. there there we go. Everybody, right. that's that's who the Cadaver Lab podcast is behind. Sid Haig. Sid Haig. Vote for Sid. Sid. More Cushion for the Pushing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, so you, that's it. You feel better? I feel a lot better, actually.
1: Really? Bottled up with that stuff.
0: Oh, I, you know, I'm glad that uh, you have an outlet I do. Here. I do. Yeah, you could vote for Zombie McCain. Call Corey in the Midnight Podcast about that. We're we talking, at, we talking <laughs> a lot about other podcasts already. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of those, do you want is there anything else? Or do you want to get right into some of our voicemails? No, let's get into it. All right, here we go.
2: Hello, guys uh Vaughn here. Uh, you know who I am. Anyway, you guys are talking about assholes in uh film theaters. This is a big thing for me. I absolutely hate people who like to be jackoffs in the theater. Um I was in I was at quarantine last weekend or this weekend whenever the hell it first came out. And you're in a place jam packed with fuckers. And and I and I don't mind people, you know, enjoying themselves and fun being outright assholes and, like, checking your phones or kind of talking to the person next to you when you're talk- sitting next to me, you just, I just want to slug the shit out of them. There was an incident in the theater when I was there. I sneezed. You know, you can't control that. And a woman in front said to bless you and then her boyfriend had to be an asshole and go, hey, thanks a lot. And I just, like, fuck you. Just, like, out of nowhere, just, like, like, fuck you, asshole. And my girlfriend's like, stop it. I was like, what? And he didn't say anything the rest of the time. Be, you know, like, he was all being cute and retarded with his girlfriend and his friends. And when I said that to him, he automatically stopped. And he and his friend's like, <laughs> like asshole, the rest of the night. But, like, when you're in a film like that, it's, you know, it's fine to be like, holy shit, you know, like, freaking out. But, like, because it's like, you know, the whole group mentality when you're just like, oh, fuck this job, you know. But when you're being stupid, stupid, when you're just saying really shitty stuff, like just trying to be an asshole to someone else, you just want to cut cut them in half with like a katana. Like, unbelievable. Anyway, guys, doing a great show, as fucking always. Yeah. I, I really wish that, you know, there were more people like myself and you, Mike, that would just get off their balls and, you know, take motherfuckers out in the theater, you know, because, you know, that's why I really don't like going to a theater, you know, because you just got such assholes, especially opening weekend. What a bunch of cocksuckers in opening weekend. Yeah, all right. I think I uh, rambled
1: enough. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't a scene from Goodfellas?
2: No, you know what? <laughs> uh, you know what? If if we
0: had some canned applause or something, I would. Yeah, I, we, that call needs some applause. No because, kidding. You know what? Here's someone who shares, you know, shares something with me where you need to tell these people they're being douchebags. Well, he said it
1: eloquently too. I mean, he—I could feel the angst,
0: I, like building up yep. throughout the call. That dominated. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You know, the thing is, is I'm with you because I swear to you, the last four or five movies I've gone to in the theater, we've had people talking. Oh, except for except for guess what? Okay, so guess what movie I went to see this last <laughs> weekend? And we had no problems. Freaking High School Musical three. I took my. I like, can't
1: believe you admitted that.
0: Well. I have kids. I know. Uh, obviously, I, know. I took them to that movie, and you know what? Everybody was really considerate. I mean, they—I didn't hear any talking. Really? And there was all—I mean, there was giggling and this and that because, uh, you know, they're a bunch of teenage girls or right. preteens or whatever. But you know what? Nobody was being a douchebag. Hmm. And I swear to you. Pe- here's the bottom line, people: you need to say something to these dickwads in these movies. Because it's got to stop. And, and uh, Vaughn's right, because I hate going to the movie theater now. Like, I try to go, like, Friday at 11 o'clock to avoid all that bullcrap. You know, a.m. Like, Friday at 11.30 a.m. So I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Well, did,
1: did you did you see Saw 5?
0: Uh, I saw the theater where it was playing as oh. I walked by to go see High School Musical 3. <laughs> oh. I thought
1: you were going to try and get out and see that. But, uh. No, I,
0: I was going to try, but... Anyway, thanks, Vaughn. Yep. Uh, everybody needs to go out and check out his podcast, Motion Picture Massacre. Go check out Vaughn's podcast at motionpicturemassacre.podomatic.com. Uh Vaughn, obviously, is a spirited guy. That call deserves uh, a, a round bone saw. of applause. Yeah. A bone saw. <laughs> there you go, man. Thank you.
1: And also, go out and kick your local movie talker in the
0: balls. Yeah. You know what? Get in their face. Yep. You know, We're not going to stand for it anymore. Well, you know the funny thing is, is Vaughn was saying that uh, that I can't remember if it was his girlfriend or his wife was was it's his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. Okay, it was just like, hey, chill, you know, she, you know, whatever. That's my wife too, but I cannot, I cannot help but be a, a belligerent asshole when people <laughs> are talking. You know, I can't help it. It's all in the heart. That's Sam. all right. I believe it. <laughs> I feel so strongly about <laughs> this. I can I tell. I can't help it. But it. Yeah, It just makes it not worth it anyways. I Okay, I already did two episodes ago. Or was it last? I think it was, it was two episodes yeah, ago. I don't know. Anyway, I, I went on. We off, talk about it every day, so it's good. Ah, uh, no shit. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Anything to add? Or else is it, you know, because nah, I feel a lot better. We've both gone on paying. our rant, you know. I feel, yep, uh, okay. I feel a lot better. Well, let's go ahead and play the next one. What do okay, you
3: say? yep. Hey, hey, what up, gang? It's me, Brother D from Mail Orders on B. How you all doing? Um... <laughs> I wanted to call and comment on the Hellraiser episodes uh, one through five. You've talked about so far. I uh, am enjoying the coverage. Um, I'm a big fan of the Hellraiser movies. Um, you know, I've got the first couple here. I think I was one of the few people to see Hellraiser th- three theatrically, uh, and you know, I, I enjoyed Hellraiser four for what it is. Although I think we all pretty much agree that the first couple of movies are great, and then they start to go downhill real fast. <laughs> Although Hellraiser Hellseeker, I kind of like, but you haven't talked about that one yet. You did talk about Hellraiser 5 Inferno, and I do have to disagree. I'm not a big fan of that one. Um, and the biggest reason is because Pinhead just doesn't seem right in that movie. Um, the character seems to be used differently. Instead of being what he was from the first few films, he's kind of inserted into this morality tale as like some sort of judge. And it just didn't seem right to me. It didn't seem consistent with the mythos that we had seen in the previous films, although you know there's not a lot of consistency from film to film afterwards anyway. But still, uh, I believe, I can't back this up right now because I'm not in front of a computer, but I believe Hellraiser 5 was actually written as a horror movie without Hellraiser involved. It was a non-Hellraiser horror movie. And then the producers got a hold of it and then had the Hellraiser elements inserted into the script. Although, um, I should be wrong on that. I could be confusing that with Hellraiser Debtor, which I believe is part six. Um, speaking of Hellraiser Debtor, if you do check it out, the best part of that DVD is the Easter egg. There's a fan film in there by Gary Dun- uh, by uh, Gary Tunnencliffe, I believe his name is, the effects artist um, that did the pinhead design in a lot of the films. Uh, there's a really good fan film called No More Sol- Souls. Check that one out. Okay, I'm rambling, so I'm going to say my last point. Hellraiser 1 and 2 are the best of the series, and sound, no question. But I think one of the things that makes these two films the best is something that you guys didn't mention yet, and that would be the music. Christopher Young's score is beautifully dark, iconic, emotive, emotional, sweeping, and grand. It's just really, really good music. Um, it doesn't uh, sound clichéd, like a lot of horror movie scores do sometimes, especially the lower budget ones, uh, it's just it's so orchestral and so full. Um, it's hard to believe that some of these movies were made for you know a lower budget because that sound, the sound of that score, is just so grand and epic. Uh, I really feel that that's a big part of the reason why those movies work so well, and I I can't see. And the image of Pinhead, not even my Pinhead action figures or my Hellraiser, or my Hellraiser comic books without hearing uh, Christopher Young's sweeping music in my mind. So, I wanted to throw that out there. You guys are doing a great job. Keep doing what you do. Stay loose and stay safe, baby. And if I don't talk to you again, before so, beforehand, Happy Halloween, y'all. Brother D!
0: That's how I say his name. It's pretty scary. <laughs> well, of course, we appreciate Brother D giving our show a call, our lowly show.
1: Well, it's you know I had a note from the second Hellraiser, yeah, that the violins were that I really liked yeah, we the music. did space that, and so I, I appreciate him bringing that up because that is very true. And the thing
0: is, is uh, the first two are by far the darkest yeah. of all of the series, right. and the soundtrack is haunting. It yeah. is, and it goes right along with it. It sets the tone, and it is. Yeah, he's right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that we should not have overlooked that. No. But thank goodness we got Brother D there That's to right. help us out. That's right. Also, um, Brother D, I think that uh, a couple of a couple of things. Also, I agree with you that starting on Hellraiser Five Inferno, uh, Pinhead started being kind of different. Yeah. And I think what that was is, I mean, with every big long, you know, horror series or whatever, they all they're always trying to redefine. You know, well, in most anyway, they, they try to redefine. You know, the main character, and I wonder if that was just a you know, a case of trying to redefine Pinhead because you know we've all seen him basically the same up till that point.
1: Well, I think you get directors' interpretations of it, and, and that's true and, too. And what I liked about the first five was that the storylines were coming from different different places, right? So I think the directors had to do that as well. But
0: I still really like number five. I did. Yeah, I, I, and uh, it's just. I, I think that they they were just taking it a little bit different. Like I like I mentioned on the last episode, I they, they looked a little cleaner to me and yeah. not quite as grungy and scary. Yep. But I thought the story was really good, and I, I'm not sure if this was written as a non Hellraiser flick. Uh, but I know that seven and eight, which we're going to talk about today, uh, were completely different stories. And then they shoehorned uh, the Hellraiser mythos into them. But I'm not sure if that was done in number five. I, in fact, it's funny because really after four, it's hard to get a lot of really good solid details on these films. Like Wikipedia, it, it, there's nothing. I even went beyond Wikipedia looking for stuff, believe it or not. you know, it,
1: <laughs> Well, I got on an IMDb and, and was uh, I was getting ready to do the six degrees. Mm-hmm. And so I put in Hellraiser 8 and, yeah. and it didn't even come up. I had to go... Figure out which one was the eight. Because there's some other ones, I guess, that aren't even listed as as with names on it that are considered a Hellraiser. Really? Things I hadn't even heard of, so I had to go research to figure out the name.
0: Oh. Anyway, well, as usual, it's always good to have Brother D give us a call. Let's see. we I think we have one more voicemail. Hold on.
4: Oh, yes. I forgot the message for Clio Taurus or Herb Burger or whatever those other names you guys called off with. Hey, guys. Sounds so good so far on this whole Hellraiser stuff. By the way, it's Otter again. Um, I want to just say today when I got to listen to the uh, the new, po- jeez, I'm really mumbling this time. Uh, today when he gets into the second music break, I'm like, ah, I don't really feel like listening to music. Go to hit the fast forward button, and then the music started, and I'm like, ooh, Faith no more, ooh, Evidence, nice, very nice tune. Not that I don't mind that you guys go to music and I've. Very much enjoyed some of the other songs you played. Opeth is a great band, by the way. And, uh, you know, it's just nice. Faith No More, kick-ass band. But I uh, was it? to like, give you guys, like, a topic here. Maybe you want to discuss the next time or somewhere down in the future. You know, and I'm going to throw this in the tonight when I get home. Is Do you guys really think that 20 years from now, people will be discussing, you know, horror movies that are out today? So, you know, a lot of the classic movies, we're coming up on... 30th anniversaries, 20th anniversaries, you know, are the things that are coming out today. Are people going to talk about them down the line? You know, will they be going? Oh, yeah, the the saws. Wow, they were great, and you know, this, that, and this. I mean, yeah, they'll probably talk about those movies, and maybe some of the work that Eli Roth's done, and some of the, you know, the the Japanese horror movies, but. Right now, considering everything seems to be a remake and not much is original, you know, are people going to be talking about this? So, just add my two cents. Keep up the good work, guys, and I'm very interested in seeing how next week you're going to cram them last three movies into the hour and a half that the show is. All right, see ya.
0: All right, let me answer his last question first. Uh, how are we going to fit uh, talking about three piece of shit movies into a half uh, hour and a half? Well, we're gonna play a shitload of music. Let's go to it right now. I'm just teasing. (laughs) No, but we're gonna have a lot
1: of fun making fun of that. This stuff, really. That's what it comes down to.
0: That's it. Anyway, Faith No More dominates. Did you like that song? I like that song. You You know what? Have you heard it? No, but
1: I've heard of Faith No More. Yeah, and I I don't. I don't. I don't own any of their albums.
0: All I have to do is check them out from the cadaver lab library. I probably should. Yep. I need to. I'm going to. There's a lot of. they're great. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much about those because this was a great voicemail. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, he wouldn't put this on our on our forums, but I I just wanted to wait and I wanted to see, you know, chat. I think I think this topic deserves time on the podcast itself. Absolutely. So, do you have any initial thoughts? I do. <clears throat> and and What I, else do you think I was talking about? Well, that's a good point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh I was listening to sports radio and they talked about in the Boston Red Sox Tampa Bay Rays series, Tim Wakefield, who is a knuckleball pitcher. Okay. Now I promise this is relevant to what we're talking All about. All right. The debate was is him pitching the knuckleball a gimmick. And so the, the emailers and the callers are going back and forth talking, is this a gimmick? Is this right. you know what's going on with this? And I tend to think when you're talking about horror movies, what makes them stand out is if you do something different right you know we we've spent time talking about the Blair Witch Project that's 10 years ago right pretty close to 10 oh, years I'm ago. I'm not
0: sure exactly but I would guess uh it, it, that it's probably 10 about guess. 10 years ago uh-huh.
1: something different um we look at Friday the 13th yeah okay that came out about the same time as uh as uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that so you have some slasher movies and things like that well I guess it was a little bit earlier than that but you know it's things that are that have their own thing that shocks people Or what we're gonna be talking about in twenty years. So if you have a movie like that, you will.
0: Is I think that's different than having a gimmick. To me, gimmicks are cheap ways to become known. Well, and that's what the argument
1: was. This guy's he's a knuckleballer. This is not a cheap some way for him to be known, but some people would call it a gimmick, and that's you know, with Blair Witch Project the gimmick is it's a shaky cam movie. No, that's not what made it great. I mean, it's part of the aspect of it, but,
0: anyways. No, I on that on that topic on um, Blair Witch, I think that it is going to be known as the first. Even Mm -hmm. it may not have been technically the first, but it definitely brought that kind of idea to the masses. I mean, because I can't remember the film. But it was released after The Blair Witch, but it was actually created before The Blair Witch. Oh, I can't remember mm. exactly what it was called. Anyhow, it did that first. It did that shaky cam first, mm. but it wasn't that good of a movie, so nobody knows about it. I think Blair Witch was good, right? and it had that, but I think that had it been shot straight up, I don't I think the story would, I, I, I just don't know if it would have worked well. I agree. I, and I don't I, and think that's it what would've. I'm saying
1: is you've right. got to you've got to come up with a an original idea that works mm-hmm. and, and that's what's gonna be known twenty years later.
0: Right. Well and here's my take on it. My knee jerk reaction to that is like, ah, no way, everything's a freaking remake and everything sucks, nothing's original. You know, and that and that was my knee jerk reaction. Well, thankfully I've had some time to think about it because you should see some of the piece of shit movies I watch from the seventies or the eighties, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, me being a horror fan, I still really enjoy those, and they are really crappy. But you know, since it has a a spot in the annals of history of horror history, you know, I'll watch them and I'll enjoy them. In fact, uh, uh, I've purchased books to list those out and whatever you know, and that's just me being a horror fan. Um, I don't know how many non-horror fans are still talking about Halloween thirty years ago. You know, yeah. when it came out thirty years ago. I th- I think that we will still be talking about it, even if they're remakes, f- if for no other reason than we're fans. You know, I I don't know. Maybe that's. Although the other night I was
1: listening to Coast to Coast, and they were they had an hour they they dedicated to an actress that was on Halloween, so they talked about the movie. Oh, 30 right. years later. Of course, what's, it's, what's
0: Coast to Coast?
1: It's a, it's a talk show in the middle of the night. It's on AM radio. It's a national show. It uh-huh. has like um, conspiracy theory, alien stuff on it. But they had – it's just kind of out there with her radio. But uh, they had this actress. thing. I wish it wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis, but I don't remember who it was. And they were talking about Halloween 30 years later, how great of a movie it was, Brian De Palma, all that but stuff. But that's
0: still kind of a uh, in the genre. No, I, I mean I, – I don't know. I to be honest with you, I will be talking about these movies twenty years down the road unless something drastic happens. Even though they're all pieces of shit, and here's another thing too that ha- that that goes through my head. For instance, I will watch a movie. You know, you can I can't help but compare it to other movies that are coming out, other movies that are popular. Uh, you know, and so I'll be like, "Oh, this sucks." But then I'll I'll return to it five years later, watch it again, and think, "Why did I hate this movie so bad?" Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that once you have a little bit of time, too, maybe we'll really start appreciating, you know, some of the not-so-great flicks now. Well, here's,
1: here's an example that I'm thinking about. Do you Would you think that because of what he's done, that in 20 years we're going to be talking about Rob Zombie films? I think
0: so. I think so. I do. Well, especially, maybe not so much the remake of Halloween, but... The, the House of a Thousand Corpses, yeah, his original style. and The Devil's Rejects. Right. I think those are great characters. And, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, the, people differ, you know. Some people hate those. Even, mm-hmm. You know, horror fans hate those. I love those. Mm-hmm. I, I, love the cheese of the first one, and you know, just the brutality, you know, of the second one. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, another film that that comes to mind is Hatchet. That is in by no means an original idea. Mm-hmm. However, it is a great show. You know, and I keep pulling up these shows I just think, oh, you know obviously the first time I, I thought about this, all I did was think of the remakes. Yeah. You know. And I think some of those are good enough that will they'll stand the test of times. Yeah. One possibly being Dawn of the Dead, the remake that came out in two thousand four. I really liked it. A lot of people don't like it because you know it changed the intention of uh, George Romero's original Dawn of the Dead. But you know, as a standalone movie without having that cloud hanging over its head, I think on its own it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, other than I mean, I realize it doesn't it it doesn't have the political message that the old one did. You know, it doesn't have all. It's not as deep, definitely. But a good and entertaining flick, I think so. Yeah. I think we will, and I think
1: we'll be surprised at which ones that are, which ones they are. But you know, I think it goes back to what we kind of talked about. There's got it. There, there's got to be something that catches our attention, right? And and those are the ones that are going to stand the test of time. I, I think Saw will be one of those. I do. I'll just, tell you
0: right now. If somebody in twenty years brings up Cloverfield, I'm kicking oh. in the balls <laughs> or the happening.
1: <gasps> Listen, don't even talk you to know, me about that.
0: We don't say that word on this podcast, Sam. I'm just teasing.
1: I appreciate that. Mike just kicked me in the balls.
0: Of course, uh, you notice that he didn't yelp, and if anything, you maybe heard a little bit of. of well, we're going to go pleasure. into
1: we're going to go into what happened to my balls when we talk about uh, these movies later. So.
0: Wow, I cannot wait.
4: <laughs>
0: Anyhow, that's it for the voicemails. Anything before we get into these? No, I am just
1: so
4: excited
0: to get into this. Oh, they they've been great. Do you want to uh, soften the blow by throwing in a song or what? Let's
1: uh, soften that blow.
0: Sick. Right, a little Megadeth, going Ooh, to hell, baby, off the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey soundtrack. Kind of a little uh, more popular than we're, what we're used to playing, I guess. So I don't know. Still appropriate though. That's that's there, what we're looking and, for, and that's what I was going for. Yeah. Hell, hell in the word, that's right. you know, Hellraiser. Yep, you get it. Yeah. All right. First of all, Sam, we got to decide some. I want to spoil these.
1: Yeah, I think we need to because our recommendations are pretty low on them to the point where we. You know, on a couple of them, one, two, three of them, we we would recommend that you don't even see, waste your time with it. So I think it's okay, and we'll just have to give a warning that if you don't want to know what the end is, and you got to turn it off. But
0: should we just make sure that they know r- at the time? We'll make sure they know to fast forward. Yeah. Okay, the first movie on the chopping block today is Hellraiser Six: Hellseeker, which came out in two thousand two. Uh, the IMDb gave it a four point nine, directed by Rick Bota. Written by Carl V. Dupree, and the budget was $3 million. It starred Dean Winters as Trevor, Ashley Lawrence as Kirsty. She's making reprising that role. Doug Bradley as a Pinhead, and he also plays a smaller part, The Merchant. And uh, Oh, he did? That was yeah, him? that was him. Apparently. I huh. didn't recognize him. Uh, William Taylor is Detective Lane. Should we just go into the synopsis and then do it, man? All right, synopsis. Dean Winters plays Trevor, who survives a car accident that apparently kills his wife, Kirsty Cotton, when their car plunges off a bridge into the river below. Trevor manages to escape with his life, but even though police drivers find both car doors open, there's no sign of Kirsty. One month later, Trevor wakes up in a hospital and realizes that his wife is missing, but because of a head injury, his memory is uncertain and he cannot distinguish between fantasy and reality. Trevor finds him the prime suspect in a murder case... And he has two homicide detectives on his tail. Many strange events befall him until the Cenobite pinhead shows him reality. That's just a big spoiler from then on. So,
1: so basically... How can you spoil something that's already
0: effing rotten? You know what? Out of the three we watched today, this one, in my opinion, is by far the best. Yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I mean, so relatively, you know, this is good. Uh, the first thing I have to say about this one is, it, the acting was great. Dean Winters did a great job. Uh, do you do? You, don't you think so? No. I thought so. No. No. Okay.
1: Dean Winters is on the same level as uh, Casey Affleck in Gone Baby Gone, who looks like he's on Nyquil the whole time walking around. He's
0: got headaches.
1: I, I don't care. I and, liked him. And in this his. guy makes Keanu Reeves look Oscar worthy. I'll
0: tell you what, though, I do like Dean Winters for for other reasons.
1: When I when I was doing the Six Degrees, because I used him, uh-huh. I did see that he was on some other stuff. So maybe it's redeeming. I've never seen him on anything, he, and to just watch him on this, I'm just like, dude, you're.
0: He's on one of the one of the few TV shows I watch. Uh, kind of has a smaller role in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, yep, I saw. that. And he was in, uh, he was in Law and Order SVU. I used to watch that all the time, like older episodes. I,
1: I watched that all the time too. I didn't realize he was in that. He was in older episodes. Well, I, he's also, I like he's him. also in um, Rescue Me.
0: I don't. I haven't seen that.
1: It's with uh, Dennis Leary, and uh, I, I haven't seen it. I just noticed he was in that. He
0: was in the <laughs> HBO series Oz, and oh, okay. he shows as Shlong. in Sweet. That.
1: Junk alert for Oz. Yeah.
0: Oh. You think you're going to get a Junkler and a bunch of dudes in jail. <laughs> yeah, there's Junkler. Anyways. Uh, no, but I like him. And not right. only because I've seen his schlong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do like him. And I actually th- I thought he did a decent job. I mean, you're right. Uh, he played a his character was in apparently in constant pain with headaches. And he just had one too many stupid looks and just that's I, just face
1: I just got tired of it and, I, and part like of it him. part of it was was the flow of the movie and and, and maybe you couldn 't develop him as much as you need to, but the stupid fake outs man just drove me nuts well
0: and that 's i think that 's attributable to the movie because this movie was just a big mind fuzz you know yeah. it you never knew. If what was going on was actually going on.
1: Although he did suffer from a little thing I call Sam-itis. What, what is that? Every chick on the movie wanted to do him.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Sam-itis. God, I wish I had Sam-itis, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing is, is some of those chicks did it with them, you know, so you, but, but all of a sudden you didn't know if it was real. I what. hate that. You know, and the thing is, is, is th- when I watched it in preparation for this show, it wasn't the first time I'd seen it. so. Uh, but the first, I remember the first, so I was okay this time. But the first mm-hmm. time I'd watched it, I was trying to piece everything together and not let anything slip by. Yeah, I exactly. was really concentrating on the show. Well, that's what I did. I got
1: screwed. Yeah. It just was, uh, yeah. It started out just stupid. you know. And I, I want you to know that I'm not going through looking for glaring problems with, with movies and right. continuity. You can't. I don't. In most of these I'm just. I'm just not. I'm not looking for it. But it is there. And we'll talk right. about some of the things that I noticed. Listen, if you're going to go out of your way to direct a movie, produce a movie, and get it out there, get your shit together. Yeah. And I say that a lot. But make it at least a little bit believable and, and have continuity throughout the
0: movie. <laughs> and this is the one that we like the best out of the movies oh we're watching today. There, I, there was one thing that I liked about this show. When it was over. I, I liked oh. it. <laughs> I liked it, but I but it pissed me off too. But okay, so basically, what happens is we find out that Dean Winters is not the best dude in the world. He's cheating on his wife. Um, he, you know, we find out that he has a plan to kill off Kirsty because apparently, Larry and Frank had a shitload of money that they, was left to her. You know, so he actually got a buddy in on it, and they were going to kill her, and they're going to take the money. Well, stupid asshole, Dean Winters, this character, gets her the lament configuration for a an anniversary present. I'm not going to spoil it with this, but this is I, I kind of liked how they did this, but it pissed me off. So I'll just go ahead and say it. Ashley Lawrence was scared. You know, was was yelling at him. What are you doing? Is this what you really want? Blah blah blah. And she opens it. I hated that. <laughs>
1: For how much shit hit the fan in the first two. She, yeah. That she just gave he didn't even have to say a word. She went on a monologue about oh, is this what you want? Oh
0: to an anniversary. and then she joined me to open it. He doesn't even have to convince her no. to do it. He just gets she just gets pissed. But that's not the part I like. The part I like is she opens it up, she sees the Cenobites and just and just like deals with them like it was no big deal. Like, oh, by the way, I, I, I'll make you a deal. I'll get you five souls in place. Yeah. Tonight. Okay, when I said I liked it, I was being facetious.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was oh dude, it was this to me ruined um, Ashley Lawrence's I can't, credibility. I, can't, I can't go over and watch the, the two again and not know that that happens in number six <laughs> and think you you're stupid. I mean, why do you even have to bring her back and do that? And just for how easily she gave in to open the box, it was just so contrived and so forced. I, I it just really bothered me.
0: I'm with you. So, but the, but like I said, this one was the best out of the ones that we talked about. I've today. got
1: I've got Dean Winter's headache right now just thinking about it. <laughs> this show freaking
0: sucks. You know what? I don't even think we need to spoil this one because
1: yeah, we can talk about it. There again, it just comes from
0: forcing things
1: and you never know where stuff's coming from. Right. Chicks coming from I mean these characters are coming out of nowhere that are not developed. I have no idea who they are. Right. And and they're cause you're faked out at all points. So you just don't even know like you said, you can't figure out what's going on.
0: I don't know what else to say about this.
1: That I hate this damn movie.
0: Well I you know what I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give it
1: an AMC. The only reason why I would give it an AMC is because it's part of the franchise. That's it. I'm Pinhead's gonna- in it. That's the only reason why if it's on and you haven't seen it, I would, okay, check it out. My That's goal. the only reason.
0: That theory is not going to hold water with me for the next couple.
1: But <laughs> anyways,
0: I would say that if this is if it's on and it's on AMC and or whatever channel, uh, I guess it sucks because, I don't know, there's a few good gore parts. There's a few, you know, a Cenobite shows up and... Uh, I don't know. I really did not like this movie very no. much.
1: No, I, I, I think people can tell that I, I have disdain for this movie. In fact, you know what? Throw throw my last statement out about just being part of the franchise. Uh-huh. I'm really not going to consider part of the franchise. I would give this a don't bother.
0: Okay. So I'm sticking with the AMC because Dean, I think I like Dean Winters. Uh, Ashley Lawrence is in it. They okay. mention the words Larry and Frank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so that's and all of a sudden
1: they had all this money and everything else. Dude, and it's where'd they big, get
0: all this money? That's
1: what I'm telling you. They're, it's <laughs> just the shit they made up for this movie to make it happen. Uh-huh. It was like, hey, we're back. It's Hellraiser franchise. Pinhead yeah. say as many words as they could to refer to the two good ones. Right. Anyways, so I have. Uh, so there was a five count on the mammary count, <laughs> oh. and I think it was for the weird sage girl that uh, did acupuncture in the middle of the movie.
0: Oh right. No. Yo, what was up with all that? Again. You know what? Let's not even bother.
1: No, we're not going to go into that. But she did end up with an ice pick to the to the gourd, which was good. Yeah. Um. And then I have, uh, what did I learn from this movie? Absolutely shit-faced nothing. <laughs> so, Except for the fact that you hate this movie. Well, and that my uh, my IQ went down two points after watching this oh. movie. So. Oh,
0: you're one of those guys <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh, their IQ depends on the movies no, they watch. Dude. I love those yeah, guys. it's good.
1: So I do have a six degrees, though. So Dean Winters played Trevor, kind of. And he was in P.S. I Love You with Lisa Kudrow, who was in Analyze This with Robert De Niro, who was in Showtime with Eddie Murphy, who was in Dr. Doolittle with Ossie
0: Davis, Who's who was in, in Bubba Hotep yep, with uh, Bruce Campbell. I did this, too. I, you know, as I was writing notes down for this, I just uh, just did the, the basic, you know, who, who wrote this would have gotten an IMDb. Then I looked at it and I'm like, holy crap, there is nothing that I have to say about this movie. So I decided that this is one where I'm going to do the Six Degrees. Uh, there was a lady named Jody Thompson in this. Asked me who, who it was. Who I was don't it? know. Really? I can't remember. It's not worth looking up again for the podcast. Uh, she was in Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson, who is in I Spy with Gary Cole. Who was in Pineapple Express with James Franco? Who was in Spider-Man with Bruce Campbell? Damn it, I forgot. It's all right. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna skip this one because I used Spider-Man. <laughs> I we haven't know. used it in a while, dude. It's fine. No, that's, that's oh my hell. <laughs> yeah, we didn't spoil that one, but it's uh, it's because it was already rotten. It's forgettable. Yep. Well, then let's get into the peaches of the of the next couple. Sweet ones. dude! Holy crap! I think this is. I think Cole or yeah, Cole or Otter's right. We are. This is not going to be a long episode.
1: It's You know what? We're going to be as brutal as the movies. I mean, just <laughs> we are really going to take them apart, hack them to death, and, and you know what? We're going to call your, We're going I'm going to call them out on it. You know, you we can't sh- follow up on, on good movies like that and name it something that has really good stuff at the beginning of the series, and, and not be called out that, that your movies are shit.
0: Right, and you know what? I just noticed that all three of these have the same director
1: no wonder
0: rick botag gets the kick in the balls award for this
1: episode what's his uh what's his name
0: rick botag bota bota it's a huh. Bota kick him in the balls i'm gonna say uh a yeah. nothing for that
1: i was trying to think of what rick, his name i'm is. about to kick Sorry. him in the balls i was i was thinking about his name backwards to see if i could do something clever there <laughs> but i couldn't think fast enough
0: oh Sam. <laughs> All right, so let's go into this one. All right, Hellraiser Seven, Deader than number six. Yes, two thousand five. Uh, got a four point six on the IMDb. I don't know how these got how these got such high ratings. I mean, they're not high ratings, but how these got in the fours at all. Again, it was directed by Rick Abota, written by Benjamin Carr as Neil Marshall. I don't know why he went a pseudonym. Uh, the budget was four million. So this one cost a million more to be a bigger piece of shit. Do you want to hear something else? What? Is His number eight was five million. No way. And it was even worse. Wow. So, all right, we'll get into that later, though. Starring Kari Wur as Amy Klein. You know, I actually do not hate Kari Wir. No, I don't either. She's been in a couple of movies that I've really liked. What are they? <laughs> There's actually one called King of the Ants that I really liked, oh, yeah. except for there was <laughs> in King of the Ants, there's this one guy that uh, gets taken hostage by Norm from Cheers. Oh, really? And gets beat over the head with uh, a baseball bat, and so he's all, de- he's all delusional and hallucinating, and he likes Kari Wurr's character. Well, he has this one dream where she's there, and she's naked, and it pans at her head, and it goes down. That's all nice. And then all of a sudden, he gets to the crotch area, and she's got a big giant schlong. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then there's another another part in that where this big, giant, uh, mini-Jabba-looking guy uh, poops out of a little poop hole and then eats it. Yeah, that's a wild yeah, that's movie. That's disgusting.
1: Anyway. That reminds me of another clip we saw.
0: What? Eating poop. Oh, shut up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> okay, Paul Reese as Winter, who is the leader of a suicide cult, uh, Simon Coons is Charles Richmond is I can't you know I watched this two days ago and I can't even remember who these characters well, are. Charles is uh, her boss. Oh right, okay, okay. Uh, Mark Warren is Joey. Uh, Georgia Roylance is Marla, and Doug Bradley is Pinhead. So, let's just go into this uh, synopsis. A female reporter, Amy Klein, is a works for the London newspaper. is sent to Bucharest. To investigate an underground suicide cult called the debtors who can bring back the dead, she is quickly drawn into their cult world and soon can see no way out, no way out other than to join them. The cult is led by winter, and the, at the address given to her by her editor, her boss gives her this address and, and watches it, it, it shows a little video to basically what it's about. She shows up at this address. Amy finds the corpse of a girl and a puzzle box. In her hotel room, despite being told not to do so by the corpse uh, who she found in that apartment, she opens the puzzle box, hooks appear, which try to pull her into the box. Pinhead the centibite appears, warning her not to think that she is in no danger. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Basically, she joins this cult, and, you know, after this and that, and it's all a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, you know, as I'm reading this, I'm just getting bugged. So <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth reading. You know, I, you, you know, typically when we do a show, you know, we'll be excited about the movies we watched. We'll we'll be excited to talk about them. But these ones.
1: That's why I did heavy breathing at the beginning of this right. cuz I feel like we're at the end. We can get on to some things that are fun next time, but you know, we have to finish off right. what is Hellraiser. So I just, uh, oh, wow. you know, it started out bad for me. Again, I'm not looking for glaring things, but two things happened real quick in a row mm-hmm. that really bugged me about that's this her. movie. When she, so she wakes up and she, uh, Amy Klein, she wakes up and she's been undercover in this how to be a crack whore thing. Right. She comes back to her office and she goes in and talks to Charles, who is her boss. Mm-hmm. They sit down and watch this video. It's like, we just got this. And, and so Marla is introduced as this character who's taking this film of the suicide that's going to happen. Well, she, she shows that she's just doing this filming by herself. They gave so many different angles of this oh, yeah. suicide. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the, this is supposed to be some amateur video, and there's like close-ups of where this over here, and there's different angles of different shots right. that are making it continuous. I'm like, this stupid. Right. Then, right after they get done, they go to, uh, her boss says, I want you to go to Bucharest. They're in London. Right. I want you to go to Bucharest. Here's your, here's your, your ticket and your money, and, and it's American money.
0: I noticed that too. Okay. The okay. whole way through the movie, yes. they used American I, money, and
1: that's what I wanted to bring up. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Where if you're going to go out of your way to make a movie, you need to make it somewhat believable. Right. Don't do lazy ass shit like yeah. that. That's just going to be a glaring miscue with your movie.
0: Because in Bucharest, you pay some guy twenty bucks to get into the yes the apartment of this that the the boss gave her the address to. American money again. I know. Yeah, pull out,
1: pull out some Monopoly money so it looks like a foreign currency. Yeah.
0: You know what? Do Do that would something. have that would have been that would have fooled me better than American right. money. So
1: the fact that you saw it as well as I did, yeah. it, to me means that, that that that's a glaring issue with the movie, right? So you know, from there it just it gets you know the back to life scene when when he's uh, bringing the girl back looked like a horrible David Blaine special, right? And it was it just was so stupid.
0: Well, okay, so we have the suicide cult who kill themselves and then winters goes up and brings them back to life i never really understood the motivation for that basically i here's what i assume i assume that they live forever and that you know maybe they don't feel any pain i but i don't know for sure you know those were conclusions that i made on my own but they looked like zombies once they did that, I mean, one girl blew her head off. You know, in the rest, so the rest of her existence, she's gonna have a big, giant, gaping hole in her head. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. You would think that if you're gonna be stuck with this, that you're not gonna do anything completely. But part of, part of the problem with where we're getting into number six, and number seven, when we talk
1: about these fake outs that happen, yeah. they happen so often in these movies that you just don't know what's going on. I really didn't know because you know where we saw in five where. It goes back to where he opens the box. Right. Number six, you can see where the box gets open, and that's where the shit started happening. Right. In this one, she's sitting in her apartment, and she opens the box. So I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Okay, everything from here on is now her hell and everything else. But at the end, with what the stuff that was going on, right? I, I never knew what I, – I didn't know if it was real or not. Nope. I didn't know any
0: of it. And here's the problem with this one and number six, is you would go through all of this stuff, and I mean – You'd go, oh shit, that happened and that happened. I find out it didn't happen, and they fooled you way too many times, yeah. right? To even be into the movie because after a while you're just like, oh, you're not pulling that shit over on that's you right again, yeah, you know. Yep. And it just got to the point where it became laborious to watch, just because nothing that happened happened or, right. or, or did it. Who knows?
1: Well, and the only thing that I can think of is there's probably no other poor souls out there. Who are watching these back-to-back like we are.
0: And, and you know what that could have been. So
1: a stand-on-your-own mystery-type thing. Maybe it works. But, dude, get a new idea. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously.
0: The same director did this, made basically the same three movies. They happen in London and Bucharest. I mean, <laughs> <it> was- <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah. However, here is one note that I want to read. Let's see. The original script by Neil Marshall Stevens had nothing to do with the Hellraiser mythos but it was decided that this would be a Hellraiser sequel, Tim Day drastically rewrote the script, including an almost entirely new third act and plot and making the character of Winter a descendant of the toy maker, Lee Marchand. Now, this seemed like somebody had their head up their ass when they were writing this show. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it did, yeah, yeah. The, there was, the continuity sucked. It was, oh, you know what, I'm just going to stop. No, this you're is, right. This show sucks.
1: It's because it's the same thing we're talking about with number six, where they're just throwing stuff in to mention things to try and give it credibility. And the thing is, is it's like how many,
0: oh, oh yeah.
1: you know, I'm not going to buy it. No kidding. You're the toy maker.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. That's deep, man. Well, because the toy maker was in number four and blah, 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 blah. Now we know that whole thing. Wow. Yeah. I can really relate to this movie. Yeah, no. Well, bullshit. No. <laughs>
1: no. Oh. I don't relate to people with their gangs driving around on the
0: subway. Having well, orgies. By the way, was this a, what was this? So Kari, or uh, what's her name? Amy Klein is told to go meet a guy who. Joey. Joey, who is in, the, is in the last car of this certain subway train. You go back there. People are being weird just for the sake of being weird.
1: Except for him. Oh he's yeah, he just, he's just chilling back there, like there's all this debauchery going on, he's just hanging out of the back well seat. he
0: he's just chilling and soaking in the environment yeah. and the atmosphere, and just ready to answer people's questions right. when they come up, you know, and when he's they supposedly the leader, yeah, well, this. and it's like you know a couple of those things were was were just so dumb and cheesy because you know that he was just trying to get a reaction out of us, right, and it's like like the the
1: girl breastfeeding the doll,
0: yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and then the two lesbians that they'd break away to every once in a while. For no reason. When in the middle of the while they're talking about this this plot line. like I, I went back and watched it again because I had to do a mammary count. Yeah,
0: I was going to say that was probably a tough one. I thought of that when I was yeah. watching it going, like, dang it. Sam's so pissed off. <laughs> so, But I went back
1: and watched it and this time I kind of forgot. You know, I did the count, but I was listening to what they were talking about. And I'm like, are they trying to misdirect me? Right. By having this other weird stuff going on right. so that I don't hear it. And no, it just was boring dialogue anyway.
0: Well, and then we also got a junk alert at this point. Oh, my gosh. Just for no reason. Some dude yeah. walks out with this ding-dong hanging out.
1: Yeah. yeah, just, again, they had to try and connect points. Like, there was a point where she stabbed in the back. And you're like, right. when did that happen? And then supposedly on the flashback where it's all coming together, yeah. it happened while she was crawling into the crawl space well and they try to
0: explain it that you know it's funny because it seemed like most of this they just wanted to they they were almost intentionally trying to just throw you off and make things not make sense but that part when she got stabbed in the back they went back and tried to explain it like oh marla showed up and stabbed amy in the back and except for you didn't see her she was in some kind of dream state what the hell
1: yeah, I noticed that there's no pain, so obviously it really didn't happen. So did did uh, Amy Klein end up really killing her dad when she was a little girl? Is that
0: you're asking me? <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I was the only one that was. Left, I left I assume
0: that part was was real because you know, in order to become a debtor, you had to you know you I, face I, your fears. You had something. to face your fears, and that was one of her fears because her dad. You know, used to abuse her when she was a child. And she was the chosen one because she had also opened the box. So she had all these qualifications to become a a debtor.
1: Hey, Rick, Goatballs, or whatever your name is that directed this, (laughs) your movies
0: suck. We still have one more to go. I don't after care. this,
1: I, you know what, and I hope he emails or calls because it it just sucks.
0: You know the sad thing is is I I bet he has probably heard so gotten so much shit for these movies. You're right that it's like he probably went to go open the box himself. You know, <laughs> I also you know I, as I was trying to find some research because again this movie. Had very little about it on Wikipedia. So, you know, I tried to look it up. There was not, there were only reviews of this movie. There was no, like, for one and two and three. And Would four you have and a red carpet party for this? Shit? No way. This came straight to DVD, though, right? Right, it did. But the thing is, is for the other ones, even, even, um, ah, Inferno, you're right, there wasn't much on the net for Inferno. Well, I'm sure there is, but it was mostly in the form of reviews, and there was no, like, facts out there. Like, especially for one and two, there are full sites. Therefore, to explain the mythos and all the cool stuff about it, Here. you know, sites upon sites, and you know, they seem to know what they're talking about. Well, all you could really, well, all I could really pull up for this one was pe- what people thought, or you know, people's opinions or reviews and stuff like that. But you know, we don't know. I mean, there was nothing. Not that I need everything tied up in a nice bow, but there was nothing. I mean, th- in this in this show. I kind of got bored of trying to make sense of it because yeah. they tricked me too many times. And
1: well, and this, unfortunately, I know that if I were to go back and watch number five, which I think I gave a bone saw last time.
5: Uh-huh.
1: If I were to go back and watch that again, I guarantee it would be, be down to a Redbox well, or, or an AMC. Well, because it's these did the same types of things. Right. So if I were to go back and watch five now, I'd be like, dude, I'm so tired. You know, of I
0: gave it a buy. And I, I think I gave it between a red box and a buy, and I stick with that. I mean that the thing, the difference between that movie is, is every it was interesting. As you walked through, it was interesting, and it and it ended up actually happening. Now it didn't happen in the real world per se. It happened in his personal hell. However, it did happen, you know. And I guess you could say the same thing about this. Well, it, it happened in her personal hell. Well, you know. Yeah, the, we don't know what it was. The, the difference is, is what. Stuff kept happening, and we didn't know what state she was in. We didn't know if it if it was a dream. We didn't know if it was just some kind.
1: Co- we we didn't know anything. Yeah, I I am downgrading number five to probably. I would give it a I would give it a red box. I'll buy it the most, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I need to take that back.
0: Well, again, I I like uh, I like the lead character in that. I like the yeah. He was, he was him. good. I
1: liked him. Maybe you know I'd give it a buy. I'm going to give it a buy. I stick. I stick with mine. All right.
0: But then again, I've seen it a couple of times before, and you know, ma- and maybe that's it. Because uh, to be honest with you, the first time I watched this show, I did. I did. I thought it was okay. You know, Deader. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. But I watched it yesterday or two days ago. I can't remember. I freaking hate it. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: It was. It was no good.
0: No. Anyway. So
1: I have a. Who else said this on this? One? Oh, let's hear Now it. listen. I want you to guess. Who else said this? Okay. Because when I heard the line, I'm like, oh, I know who else said that. Okay. So let's hear it. Okay. It is your destiny to be here. I can give life to those who choose the dark over light and will do so much more, but first I need your help. Who else would say that? Satan? Darth Vader. Oh, damn it. Darth Vader freaking <laughs> says that, dude. Oh, man. Like they're freaking ripping off George Lucas now. You keep <laughs> your own stuff and let Star Wars be alone. So as soon as I heard destiny and dark, I'm like... You freaking plagiarizer! Well,
0: you got to realize that uh, Rick Bodaggett probably <laughs> stole a lot more shit than just oh, that. Man, what's a Bodagget? I know what it is. You don't know what that is? I know. I just, I said it, and I don't even know what it is. It's uh, it's the piece of crap
1: that hangs on the dog's fur on its butt.
0: You got to realize how fitting that actually is. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have, uh,
1: I have. What else did I learn? Or what did I learn? Okay, the resurrection cults can't be trusted. I don't know why I even have that down. (laughs) I must have been just as lost while I was writing. Well,
0: let's put it this way: you were you were probably just in such a state of, you know, it almost puts you into a state of catatonia (laughs) that you just are like, I want to kick myself in the
1: balls. (laughs) That's pretty good advice, though, that they can't be trusted. So I remember that Um, all hot chicks sleep with their ugly bosses. So she was in a picture with the guy, <laughs> right? And on all those movies, they do that. You're like, why the hell does You that know, happen?
0: she is a she is a good looking woman. She is pretty. She is. The
1: last thing is twenty bucks get you five minutes alone with yourself in a room in Bucharest.
0: <laughs> twenty American dollars. <laughs> That's correct. Must be paid in American currency.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my hell, dude! I have, I have a six degrees whenever.
0: Go, you, you just have. No, I thought you were going to do what you learned or something. No, no, no. no. no I, I was just looking at my notes. Okay. Because I, I, all I have is six degrees too. Okay. But I could just tell that uh, that you're energetic. You know, you're normally energetic. Forever for these movies <laughs> is just not here. Listen,
1: I am. I've been enjoying my my run watching these movies, but I've never been more excited to go to bed and watch like Fright Night or or something else exactly to get away from these. Because I mean eight. <laughs> Oh, anyways. (laughs) So, my six degrees here. I've got uh, Carrie Wurr, Carrie Wurr, was Amy Klein. She was in Eight Legged Freaks with Scarlett Johansson.
0: Scarlett Johansson was in there? Oh, she was the daughter. By the way, uh, by the way, can I, you know, not to cut you off, Uh but do you think she's good looking? I do. I cannot stand her
1: face. Really? I think she's pretty. You
0: know, it's funny. My brother Jeff and I always argue about that because he thinks she is so hot.
1: I wouldn't think she's so hot, but she's a pretty girl. Well,
0: she's got big ones.
1: Well, yeah, she's very. Yeah, she's. I think she's pretty. Oh,
0: and that's fine. I think she's a butterface. I think. I Well, I think and what, th-
1: have you seen The Island?
0: I have. That's the
1: one that I thought. Man, she's pretty. Was well, the
0: island. you got when you look like this. It's hard to really think. Is that Mike Itis? That's that's Mike Itis. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) So Scarlett Johansson, she was in The Prestige with Christian Bale, who was in Batman Begins with Gary Oldman, who was in Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh, uh, Billy Campbell. Sorry. Oh, I almost messed that up. Billy Billy Campbell was in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and he was in Menno's Mind with Bruce Campbell. What is it? What movie? Menno's Mind. What is that? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going through and picking a new movie of his, and if I recognize somebody, you'd recognize Billy Campbell if you if you saw him. Would I? Yeah, he's been on a couple of TV shows. He was also he's a he's been a bad guy in a couple of things. You'd recognize him. Okay,
0: mine was a lot smaller. Nice dude. I, I have, let me guess.
1: It goes to Spider Man.
0: It does. I was Kari Wurr, who was in Spider Man Three with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> she was in Spider Man Three. No, I'm just trying to pick Jeez, up the pace. Of the show. Sorry, I thought I. Th- I thought I'd see if you'd believe me just like, because I, I freaking hated that show. All right. Kari Wur was in Eight-Legged Freaks with David Arquette, who was in Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. By the way, I watched that the other day with my wife. Holy I tried shit. to go that way. <laughs> uh, she was in Wayne's World with Mike Myers, uh, who was in Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, with Elizabeth Hurley, who was in Serving Sarah with Bruce Campbell. Good work, man. Yeah, thanks. I, you know,
1: I need a little break. Oh, I meant to tell you that nope. there was a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 26 on the mammary count. But
0: these were not quality. No. Like, Kari, you see Kari Wurz's chest, but it's bloody, and there's this. No,
1: skin. she's in the bath for a little bit that you get to see a little bit, but it's not quality. Like a quick, shot, like a quick yeah. little shot. Oh, believe me, I'm looking. So, <laughs> And then there was one junk alert.
0: Do you think that we have any female listeners?
1: Um, not probably not uh, ones that are there all the time. Like you, you would get some guy that's like, "Hey, you gotta listen to this," yeah. and they're probably those guys are dumb. You know
0: what? I am gonna go ahead and throw this out there that we have zero female listeners. If female listeners, prove me wrong, but I don't think we do.
1: And that's gonna go into a number eight. This is one of the things that I've uh, one of the comments I've got.
0: Oh, go ahead and uh, oh, with number okay. eight. Okay, with number, number eight. eight. Do you want to
1: play a song to cheer up all our listeners? As long as it's going to cheer me up. As long as it's something that, uh, you know, is, actually, is, is really, like, if, if I could hear some poetry right now.
0: Let, yeah, I was going to say, let's play. The, okay, so what this is, is it is a Cradle of Filth song that um, Doug Bradley actually does a little intro for us. So let's go ahead and play that real quick, and then we'll be right back. It's only a minute long. Hold on.
5: One dark afternoon, like a shadow, I flew through the rain that fell sick with lament to this house of incest. For when we undressed, blasphemies against Venus were rent. Though a sister removed, her wet body approved the parade of my heavenly quests. Yet all tongues are not true, some are forked or askew, like an uncivil serpent's at best. For ousted from Eden, I fausted all reason, hook in mouth like Saint Peter Pan to haunt fairy groves and hot virgin coves wherein the promiscuous swam. I elected lovers and rejected others, Mephistresses that don't give a damn. But in those that still do, my deep interest grew. The rise of the true pentagram.
0: So there you go. That was creepy. And uh, we needed that because this movie didn't creep me out because it sucked a big ballsack. I feel like I'm being a little bitch about this <laughs> fact no no you you know what here's the thing you're not i mean you're being very negative and pessimistic about this but i don't think these deserve any better Well, i was gonna ask if you had any mito. <laughs> <laughs> now that's why we don't have any female <laughs> listeners right there <laughs> you know what's funny is my wife listened to a couple of episodes you know early on at when we had all four of us and whatnot and she's just it, first of all she basically just said, "This just sounds like a bunch of jackass dudes sitting around talking, you know." And then, but she's like, "I enjoy it because she thinks it's cute."
1: Well, it's funny because now that I now that we know they're not listening, you can tell the uh, the show has got a little more edgy.
0: <laughs> well, plus, well, plus, Vaughn called us <laughs> that, and uh, I don't know. I, maybe it's just that we're a little more comfortable since it's just me and you now.
1: I think so. I not know. To, I'm not I know I'm about-
0: comfortable. Yeah. That's sick. sick. Yeah. All right, Hell World came out in 2005 as well. It was same year. It was filmed back to back with Deader, and uh, let's just say they must have had a little bit of extra film in the in the camera. And they're like, "Oh, I got a freaking great idea! Let's just do another movie while we're here. Let's get the cast of Dawson's Creek together. Yeah, and film some <laughs> shit. Let's get let's get the stupidest ass actors we could find. Let's throw them in a the movie. Oh, oh, is Lance Henriksen working? <laughs> let's call him up. Yeah, guys, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I just went on a bender, so just smoking. Yeah, so I, I got nothing to do, and I'm a little, you know, short on cash. I'll be in this, okay. Anyways, there you go. That's all we're saying about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> all right. This got a 4.4 on the IMDb, and I shit you not, this deserves less than a three. Yeah, I can. What it got a what did you say? 4.4. You know, it, it, it's unbelievable. Wow. That, you know, because 4.4 is still a fairly respectable IMDb score for these movies. you, you know, for, It is. For these horror movies, you know, because a lot of people just don't get them. They'll pick one or two off and then just be, oh, this is bullshit. I got halfway done with this movie.
1: I got bored, and I got toothpicks, and I jammed them in my testicles, and I stirred them around in martinis. Oh, <laughs> holy hell. <laughs>
0: What you know? What we gotta be more sensitive to the female.
1: It's <laughs> just what you did. I mean, you talk about sensitive. I honestly. <laughs> I bet that those were really sensitive. <laughs> yeah. You did that when I put them back in.
0: That really. <laughs> did you give them a good washing? I did. Put them back. <laughs> <in? laughs> That's always
1: that question. Hey, do you wash balls? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? How do you get them out of that little sack? Right, nice. <laughs>
0: Now I know. Well, I'm glad we can laugh about that, because this movie is nothing to laugh at. <laughs> Directed by Rick. I'm about to kick him in the balls. I, I'm going to reuse that joke, because yeah. he deserves it. Yep. You know what? Sorry, I he reuse probably j- He
1: probably won't do an interview. <laughs>
0: Should we call him up? Yo, Rick Bota. He's like, of course, we, had a fa- we found out that he's like... I was going to say something so utterly <laughs> offensive... That I'm not even going to go there. That's good. I'm I'm Uh, proud of you. You know what? I just want everybody to know that I actually, at one time, held my tongue. The filter was on for a second? For one time. That's good. My little man in my brain, who usually just lets those fly right through, went ahead and stopped it. That's good. Anyway. You told me that little man in your brain just jerks off all the time. Well, he must have just got done because he was actually on guard for that one. (laughs) (laughs) That was really sick. Thank you. I wonder if my brain is just... Uh, <laughs> Mine has been jellified from these stupid
1: movies, so I apologize because there's stuff slipping on now right. that I generally wouldn't say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Like I said, okay, it was written by Joel soy Budget, $5 million. So, wow. Holy shit. Budget keeps going up. It, it, it's, it's almost like... It's like a direct graph. As the budget goes up, the movies get shittier yeah. with these last
1: three. They were buying IMDb votes. Uh,
0: they had to be. Yeah. They're, <laughs> Judas, this is this is bad. Uh, Lance Hendrickson. Hendrickson, oh my hell. You, you know what? When I said that, Sam looked at me like, holy shit, dude. You just mispronounced his name. You know? like, how many times do we have in to the you in tell you? Sorry, holy crap. No. He was the host. Doug Bradley was a pinhead. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, those are the, everyone else is a cutout, teenage, well, I, you Dawson's know what? Creek
1: character. It's And that's true. And and it's interesting because the first thought I had was they start out with this show. They're at a funeral. Right. And there's a bunch of them. And I'm like, crap, we've got a bunch of teeny boppers in here, so there won't be any boobs. Well, luckily for me, uh-huh. about two minutes later, there was a caption that said, Two years later. So I knew I was saying.
0: Oh, Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Now they're old enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> they are above board. It is on. Oh, okay, that was a great joke. Thank you for that.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, glad we're so much happier. I
0: can I see Sam looking down at his notes, and I, I can just, I can just picture him watching these movies. Holy shit, Mike's gonna think this is so damn funny. Scribbles it down. <laughs> it's exactly right. His wife's it laying next to him as he's watching it, and
5: Sam, shut up, good laughing. <laughs>
0: Sounds like, oh, oh I'm going to knock him dead with this one. All right. My so wife now.
1: looked at my notes, and she's like, what are you doing talking about hot chicks? Because I have that <laughs> written down somewhere. <laughs> Nothing. It's just an expression.
0: Exactly. Hot chicks means... It's code word for hot dogs. Nice. All right. So, the synopsis pin... Okay. You know, we have not spoiled either of these, but I'm going to tell you right now that... Okay. So, the lowest... Thing the lowest rating that the that the the Cadaver Lab podcast gives is a don't bother. I want to add another one. This one is go out and kill the people who made this show. <laughs> That's what this one gets. Okay. I like it. We're gonna spoil it because we do we do not want you to watch this movie. No, we did it for you, and in fact, we just right before we started recording. We, sat, we just finished watching it up because we didn't have enough time to finish it. And uh, the whole time I'm sitting there, you know, and I'd seen it before, which why would I want to ever watch it again? But
1: well, and that's the thing. I want you guys to know that I'm now sporting stitches on my scrotum because I <laughs> because, watch this movie. Right. So you guys don't do it.
0: So, but anyway, Sam, so he's watching it, and, and I, just kept, I just kept laughing. And Sam's like, what, dude? Well, like, dude, you are going to be so pissed off. <laughs> he's all and then that part would happen. Oh, is that what I'm pissed off about? No. Oh, because that pissed me off. And I go, dude, that's not the one you're going to be pissed off about. And finally, oh, it just kept getting worse and worse. Uh, Pinhead appears to return in the eighth Hellraiser film. To ter- I, by the way, I'm just spoiling it. Yeah. I, I'm just going to read this yep. whole thing. And so, so turn it do off. Do not watch this movie. But if you want to and you are a sadomasochist from hell or from beyond the grave, you can watch this, but this kind of pain will never bring you pleasure, I promise. Uh, Pinhead appears to return in the 8th Hellraiser film to terrorize five friends who are Hellraiser fans addicted to an online computer game called Hellworld. I'm just going to stop there real quick. This computer game called Hellworld is like a little Flash application. It's not a game at all. They just it, it seems like the director or whoever put together this thing in freaking five minutes just to pass it. Just just so that, you know, hopefully no one's looking at the computer screens are going, because this was not a game. This was just some bullshit. Well, wasn't that just supposed to mean, I don't think that was the game. Wasn't it just the invitation? Well, no, that was the whole thing. That was the that whole was game? It. Oh, jeez. That was it. Wow. Anyways, they get in uh, this game, and then Sam mentioned that it was just to get their invitation. Basically, what they had to do is open up the Lament configuration online and print out a an invitation that, that will show up after you've opened it.
1: Uh, it reminded me of a game that I saw once, and I don't even remember where I was on the internet, but it was this game where you could, can you get your girlfriend off before she wakes up?
5: What? Yeah.
1: It was like on this application. In fact, I think it was on, I better not mention where it was. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know if we want to do that or not, but I think it was a link from uh, um, break.com.
0: Oh, as you say, I can bleep it out if you don't want me to. No,
1: break.com. It's got a lot of good stuff on it. But I think there was a link on there to this game. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I didn't play it. I did not I, I did not play this game. But I read the instructions. some You have to, like, get your girlfriend off before she wakes up. I don't know how that – it was this what? cartoon girl, a picture of it. I just – I got out of it because I didn't even mean to get there in the first place.
0: What are you supposed to do? Go over there and, like, uh, have – I can only imagine some kind imagine. of virtual flick in the bean. Exactly, but that's really? what this—that's
1: what this looked like. This, uh, these guys doing the Lamont Lamont. I keep wanting to say Lamas because that's <laughs> what it, but Le Marchant configuration or right, whatever uh, it is. And he's like, "Let me work it," and he's like rubbing stuff. And so I'm like, "What stupid. the heck is this?"
0: Anyway, so they go to this uh, this party uh, where Lance Henriksen is the host. His son Adam, who is a fan of all things to do with Hellworld and Le Marchand had killed himself thinking he was giving his soul to the Cenobites. The host, angry at Adam's friends for not preventing his suicide, organizes a hell world party for all fans of the macabre, knowing that the five friends will come. He learns about Le Marchand and and Hell and the Cenobite cult surrounding it so that he can seem genuine and get his revenge. After drugging all the five... All five of Adam's friends with a powerful psychedelic, the host buries each of them in their own coffin with a tube for air on the grounds of the house where the party was held. As the story progresses from the pers- perspective of reality, Adam's friends begin to perish in their own hysteria, made of fear and knowledge of the pinhead myth. At the end of the movie, Chelsea and Jake are both rescued by the police several days after the party. After someone mysteriously calls the cops from the party house what appears to be Adam's ghost, the host seem is seen in a, mot- a hotel or apartment bedroom where he opens a box and meets Pinhead, his first true appearance in the movie, whose fellow Cenobites quickly sliced the host into pieces. There you go. That was it. That was all there was to it. Except so for was a bunch of shitty acting and really crappy special effects and uh, cheesy bullshit there in the middle.
1: It was so bad. It was so bad. I, I can't believe it. Well, it... <laughs> I just I and it was funny because I knew this was the last one. So I kind of, as I was watching this one, I compared it with the first one, and <laughs> just just thinking about okay, why why was the first one so good and this one sucks so bad? Right. What, what is it? And I came to the conclusion a lot of it was there were there was like little subtle stabs of funny. that tried to be funny on some of the right. stuff, and and number one, there was not funny. There was there was nothing funny about it. No one had double entendre. Language to, right. to, that could be construed as funny. It was dark, right. and that's why people like it. You know, take a lesson from that. then you come up with this, and like there's a sign on the keep out door, and the English chick that looks like the Mad magazine guy. Yeah. He, she's like, "Oh, keep out, oh yeah, right. yeah. oh of course, yeah. Uh-huh. Well,
0: it was completely I, this was the first one that I think was totally for teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was no intelligence to it. I'm not saying that teenagers aren't intelligent, but I'm just thinking that a lot of the movie studios think yeah. that they can get away with more bullshit like that mm-hmm. to people who you know are younger. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll admit it. When I was younger, I would you know like I would watch all sorts of stupid shit, like I don't know. And it was I I, I will say that I was more easily marketed to. You know, and and, I, and that's the bottom line. It seemed like they just said, "Okay, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna throw one last movie into here. We're gonna try to milk it for all it's worth. Let you know what what is the most fertile marketing ground? It's teens, or yeah. you know, people you're gonna Because it was it was it was fairly polished, not really not really polished in the fact that you know the film quality was was outstanding. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I mean, everybody everyone was so pretty in it. But here's uh, where you know." It, in, well, let me let me oh, just – and the girl was hot, but they, there was a lot of time spent on them interacting with each other in like a cool, quote-unquote cool way. And that's what pissed me off because this movie tried to be all cool, which the other ones never – not even – none of them up to this point tried to do. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's where this misses the mark. And let me just go ahead and I'll be a – this is a free marketing consultant to <laughs> – Mr. Goatballs. (laughs) Right. You have to understand that if you're marketing to teenagers, they probably haven't seen the first two Hellraisers.
0: Well, that's a good thing, though. Well,
1: but the thing is, is that you're you're talking about a movie that just goes straight to DVD. Right. You know, they're going to come along and see Hellraiser Hellworld or whatever, and and I don't think they're going to be interested in. They're not going to know the mythos behind it. Why are they going to rent that when there's all these other movies that come out for teenagers?
0: And here's one thing, too, that, that may. That may support their point of view. My, the first Friday the Thirteenth I saw when I was a kid, because the, the the first one came out when I was like four.
1: Yeah, you
0: know. And but so by the time I was really interested in watching those films, it was we were probably into four or five. You know, so I did see the the machete wielding hockey mask monster. You know, hmm. and so I had heard about the, you know, Friday the 13th, but I'd never seen it, but it was still kind of really kind of creepy to me, you know, and I, I, I don't know why, but I've always been drawn to these creepy, stupid ass movies that I love, mm-hmm. but, you know, but by the time I f- saw my first one, it scared the shit out of I me, mean, I think it was number five, which is the worst, uh, Friday the 13th of them all, in my oh, really? anyway, okay, so here's a kid who's 17 or 16, you know, and Hellraiser one came out in 87. You know, where they they weren't even born in eighty seven. Yeah. You know, so you know they see this one. They've heard about him. They've they've probably seen Pinhead because he's this icon in the horror world, and they picked that one up thinking you know whatever.
1: Well, kick the ball. Kick to the balls for me then, because um, that actually got it got what a four point four.
0: No, <laughs> so no. So somebody's no, watching. No, 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 but no, I'm no. just
1: saying somebody is watching it. So so my, my if you're watching
0: is, this, stop. Yeah,
1: but somebody is. So it must have worked. Because you're you're getting 4.4, man. That seems pretty high.
0: That seems so high for this. Let me go over a couple of my beefs. Mm -hmm. Now, in the other films, even in Dead even in uh, Hellseeker, the characters were, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say they were so deep and awesome, but they were at least not a generic type of caricature. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe Winters was as this cult leader because he was completely uh, modeled after Manson, if you ask me, or whatever. But each of these kids in Hellworld was just a cliche. Like, you had the token black guy, you had the cool guy, you had the dark and sensitive guy, you got the hot chick, and you got the fun chick, you know? And it's like, what the Are you hell? talking about Scooby Doo? exactly that is exactly what i'm talking about that could be any movie that could be so many movies i know you know and i like a lot of movies that do that don't get me wrong but they have something other to offer than just that bullshit yeah go, go ahead and
1: look at other movies i'm thinking about cloverfield right now and tell me it doesn't have that same shit in it
0: dude don't even get me started on cloverfield i i what would i rather watch you know, there are so many people that love that freaking movie, and I, I would
1: I would watch Cloverfield over this in a heartbeat. Oh you know, man!
0: Heartbeat. Oh man! I would rather uh, do what you did and take my balls out and play with them like they're on the, like they're the boots, and the toothpicks are like the legs, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, no, but that's just this, I just this was unbelievable. The gore wasn't real. The storyline was so thin. And it's like none of this shit would You
1: know happen. when you knew the gore was bad was when the, the guy is down the base. And here's, here's what I really hated about this movie. When I'm talking about kind of the side funny stuff, every time there was one of them alone, they were talking to themselves. Right. Saying smart-ass comments. Exactly. Just like, oh, please, I, I don't even care what you're thinking. Uh. But when he's down in the basement, uh, it's Mike, I think is the guy's name, mm-hmm. and he finds the uh, the Derek. He's a he's black guy. Right. Asthma, finds his body. Throws it back, and there's all there 's all his organs right there, but there 's right. no blood,
0: yep, my
1: like, dude, d- did you run out of budget or well
0: know? well, and here 's the thing, another thing that pissed me off is basically, pinhead was turned into your run of the mill slasher, like he chopped a head off of one guy, yeah, and he did this sort stuff, but that really pissed me off, yeah until I got the mother of all piss offs and realized that none of this had actually happened. These people were. You know, in the ground the whole time, and none of this shit happened. That's right. None of it happened.
1: Well, I turned to you before I saw the other I said, the only thing that could really make this horrible is if this was all a dream. <laughs> and you just started laughing. I'm like, oh, shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So we had to sit through this trying to piece together a story when it, there was nothing there. So basically that gave them free reign to get away with anything. And they pushed the limits of oh, getting away
1: with anything. Oh, they did. The oh. black guy ended up dying of asthma as he's laying in the coffin. Right. The girl clawed herself to death because she was trying to save herself from the little... Uh, there was uh, like a saw-esque saw contraption.
0: And then Mike just died of pure fright. Pure fright. Mike was like the only dude who I even didn't want to die, but only for one reason. Well, first of all, he I, I liked him in another movie he was in, uh, The County Monte Cristo. He was Mon- Montez's son. Is Are you that, serious? That, yeah, you know where where uh, his dad doesn't show up at his 16th birthday or whatever, and the Count stands up and gives the toast? Oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was him. Oh, really? And he did a good job in that. Yeah. In that movie. Huh. Well, and there was also another part where he was uh, He was getting a blowjob from this chick. Oh, hold on a second.
1: Are you sure that's what was going on?
0: I assume that's what was going on.
1: Oh. I thought she was reading his sweatshirt. <gasps>
0: Oh, like like in the in the words were uh, vertical. Yeah, so she kept, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty
1: fake. Well, and it was because she she was so close to his stomach. I have down. What did I learn from this movie? That his unit was on his chest. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> she was so close to. It. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so
0: one part where the girl gets up and says, "Okay, it's time for you to go down on me," and then he just almost like looks into the camera and just gives this disgusted look, like like he's it's. spitting out a hair already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and that part made me laugh. I will admit. But other than that, this movie was pure shit. Yeah. And it wasn't worth it. And, I mean, those parts were not worth sitting through it. No. I like Lance Henriksen. I mean, he was in Aliens, Alien 3. He was in... um, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. He's, you know, he's been... He's done some pretty good stuff. He was in Millennium, the TV series that kind of was in X-Files. I don't know if it was a spinoff or... I know the two, you know, the two storylines interacted once but uh, i think it was by chris carter but anyways i like him i like he was just
1: wasted in this movie
0: <laughs> well he looked like freaking lance the hobo Henriksen <laughs> in the in, in the last oh, part oh yeah but it's just uh not that i'm saying that he's really could go in and save this movie cuz oh. i don't think this movie could have been saved i just think he was in it for the paycheck i mean i i'm sure they all were but i mean holy well, shit
1: well then how many cheap ending thrill try to scare you endings are they going to have i kept saying exactly. when is this over
0: well, and I just hated the fact that they thought they could get away with anything because it was all bullshit. Yeah. And then by by the time they finally get saved, the movie still has ten minutes in it. Yeah. You gotta sit through. It would not end.
1: That's right. They just they wanted to milk it. They just wanted to get more and more.
0: I, I wonder I that to me seemed like a oh shit, we're not feature length yet. Let's throw in some crap at right. the end. And I think I don't know if that was because I don't know how long a movie this was. One twenty eight. Yeah. Okay no. well yeah, one twenty-eight. Well, then that makes perfect sense because you know that's what quarantine did. You know, the rec uh, was only an hour fifteen. Yeah, rec wanted or quarantine wanted to be an hour and a half, so they threw in a bunch of just filler in there too. Was it mostly to, in the
1: fire station?
0: No, there was some in there, but it was a it was just a lot of the same yeah. scares and. A lot. Have you seen quarantine yet? I haven't. Anyway, if it's you know,
1: nothing new, I don't need to go see it. I, you know what, I would. I There's 15 minutes new. I probably, but like, it's all boring. I know.
0: It's kidding. all boring. Don't don't bother seeing it. I would say, you know, if it comes out later and you still have and you're still curious about it, I mean, it's not a bad show. It's mm-hmm. just if you've seen wreck, it's way better than it.
1: Well, I was gonna go back to our comment about how many female listeners we have. I was shocked at how many people, uh, how many hot chicks showed up to that party that they solved the, uh, that they play <laughs> horror games and, and solved the uh, Le Marchand, uh, whatever you call that. Right. So, I just wanted to comment on that. There's a lot of horror chicks, according to
0: that movie. Yep, there were. Of course, um, I, after saying Flick and the Bean and all sorts of the other stuff, I, I don't think they listen to this podcast. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and if they did before, they don't anymore. No. <laughs> you know what? We're Actually, suffering. no. Don't think. I bet they pleasure themselves listening to you talk. Oh my! hell. I know I do, but that's just because I have this huge ego. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> well,
1: is that going to get edited out? Please no,
0: don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you kidding? That one line was more entertaining than these last. Let me tell you I something. If I get
1: any email from someone telling me they really do that, I will throw up in my mouth and drink it. That's disgusting. <laughs>
0: Well, if they masturbate to you talking, <laughs> then they'll probably get turned on by the fact that you just you throw up and eat it. That's the same kind of sickness that happens.
1: <laughs> what, what happened? To I don't the know.
0: Show? Where did what? I told you our brains turned into
1: freaking jelly watching these stupid movies. Oh
0: wow! We, I just want to throw out an apology to everyone for the vulgarity of this sh- this uh, episode. Just, just edit it out. Holy hell! No just way! Because like... I want to remember that. That's funny <laughs> to me. Alright, I'm just teasing. Oh. I may or may not edit that out. Let's just let that be a surprise. Did you want,
1: Hey, should I offend somebody else?
0: <laughs> why not? We've I have a comment else. here. Oh, man. I'm I'm editing that out. That's weak. Dude. Come on. You better... Be <laughs> I'm going to edit... You know what? What if I don't edit that out? No, we don't. That's why I put it in there.
1: Like, I've got to get <laughs> Edits it. <laughs>
0: Me just hawking that Luke. You loop. have
1: to edit that.
0: Me hawking that Luke, you just guaranteed I, I'm going to Okay, edit. edit all that. And I'll edit that. All right,
1: so. Oh, what? you know what we didn't talk about what? on there, though? What? One of the worst parts of the whole show Let's hear it. was that they got anonymous cell phones to oh, yeah. call each other for sex. And so you just go pick a number on the phone and the mask.
0: Yeah, the, each person was was given a mask and a phone. The mask had a number, like a four-digit number on yes. that you called with these phones. And, then and they were like regular Nokia phones. Yeah, they're
1: just all these, these Nokia phones. You just pick up these random phones to call people. Right. Well, the friends start calling each other, and their names come up on the phone.
0: None of that matters because it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> it's not a great point anyways. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. All of these plot holes... You know, that that we could sit and nitpick at. None of it happened, so it's bullshit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, right. I do have one note. The script was adapted from a treatment called The Dark Can't Breathe, which was unrelated to the Hellraiser series. Wow, that is a shocker. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going to do my six degrees so I can put down my notes. Uh, Lance Hendrickson was in Near Dark with Bill Paxton, who was in True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was in Terminator 2 with Robert Patrick, who was in Dust Till Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money, with Bea Aruce Campbell.
1: Okay, I have, I have Catherine Winnick, who played Chelsea.
0: Is that she, the blonde? Yeah. Oh.
1: She was in Failure to Launch, which is a documentary of this last Hellraiser movie. No. Really? Uh, and then uh, with Matthew McConaughey, uh-huh. who was in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Kate Hudson, who was in Dr. T and the Women.
0: Have you seen any of these? We, no. You know, I really can't talk actually after I I've, just seen, I've seen admitted that I just saw High School Musical Three and never been I've seen How I've seen. to
1: Lose a Guy in Ten Days. That's kind of I've I have seen, not seen it? that. I did not see Doctor T and the Women. And anyway, so she was in uh, Doctor let's see, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days with Kate Hudson, who was in Doctor T and the Women with Liv Tyler, who was in Lord of the Rings with Sean Aston, who was in Icebreaker with Bruce Campbell.
0: Icebreaker? Bruce yeah. Campbell shaved his head for that one. Oh really?
1: Oh you know what though, I had a there was a mammary count of
0: twa seventeen. That's a lot. There's a hot nun in this. That's where most of it came from. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I am washing my hands of this series. No longer shall I watch these last four, uh, three films, at least. <laughs> you should see Sam's face. It is very disturbing. <laughs>
1: Crumpling up my notes.
0: No, but I. you know what? I enjoyed one, two immensely, three and four a little less, five I did like.
1: I can tell you I am really looking forward to the remake.
0: Yeah. Th- I mean, the thing is is I typically don't look forward to remakes. Cause I think they're just going to screw it up. But after watching these three, mm-hmm. there is nowhere it could go but up.
5: No,
1: absolutely. If you remake that. You know, it was interesting, too, as we we kept watching these movies, because I watched the uh, credits to kind of see who's doing what. Uh It was funny, because as as we kept going through six and seven and eight, the distance got farther away from Clive Barker. Yeah. And number six, which was the last time I saw his name on one, it said based on characters developed by Clive Barker.
0: I bet he's so pissed off. I bet
1: Doug Bradley's pissed off. Well, of course, but what else else does he
0: do? I, he, I don't know. I have never seen him in anything else except for I wonder if he's just in a lot of English productions or something oh. like that that I don't watch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I should look him up on the IMDb just right. to get a little bit better of a background on him. But he's so I, good at it.
1: I mean, it's great that he did them all. Yeah. And he if he just did this back in 2005, unless he gets hit by a train, I would suspect that he's probably going to be pinhead in a remake.
0: I hope he is. I'm sure he, he will He does be. a great job. You know, and I I, I did learn one thing. That they feed you well in hell, because between Hellraiser one and Hellraiser eight, he put on a few pounds.
1: <laughs> oh really? Yeah,
0: he's not. I mean, he's not shy. He's just different. It's just funny.
1: <laughs> well, if he was the shop owner in number six, yeah, he definitely had filled out a little bit. Unless he put some stuff. Well, on. mean, he may him,
0: put but... some stuff on. Him. Anyway, yeah. Let's let's uh, never talk about those again. Sweet man, that sucked. Yeah. All right. So we're done everybody. Thank you for sticking if if you're still listening to us, we appreciate it. <laughs> especially if you're a woman. Yeah. Um geez. you know, I'm really I'm really interested to see if we have any women listening. No, we don't anymore. I not, doubt. Not someone that's going to come out and admit it. Okay, so let's go ahead and put in a death scene right here. What what are you
5: doing here? What are you doing here? Want to snort. I have to find a way out of here. Bridget? Bridget? Probably sealed up every window herself. (laughs) Do you ever see things when you're stoned? Oh, I just saw the freakiest thing is like an animal, but (laughs) deformed.
0: Right, so I'm looking forward to next week after after watching these piece of shit movies. I, yeah, it'll uh, be good to get away. It's been
1: three weeks. It'll be really good to get away.
0: You know, in in because of that, I want to watch you know two or three completely different movies by completely different people. That's a good idea. And different styles. So what we're going to do for next week, Ghost House Pictures just put out their underground line. And uh, they actually put out eight flicks. You know, all in this underground umbrella, beneath this underground umbrella, and uh, they're all a bunch of horror flicks. Let's just do three of those. Yep. You know, three random. Well, there's only eight, but you know, let's just pick three of those and do them. What do you think? Well,
1: yeah, and if they're really good, we could always do another show.
0: Yeah. So, uh, anything else you have to say for this episode?
1: Happy Halloween, yeah. everybody. We, this should be out by then. So I'll, I'll tell
0: you what. That uh, this Halloween, I am going to be taking the kids trick or treating, and then uh, the rest of the night trying to come up with an excuse to leave my parents-in-law's house's party for their party.
1: Awesome. Yeah. That's a really good idea. You know, I
0: actually may want to – well, I don't know. I, I think that's basically – it's Halloween, now that I'm older, is just a family time. Yeah, you exactly. you got to get the kids out. got to make them have fun. I mean, my parents did it for me, so.
1: Well, it's one of those things where, yeah, you used to think, oh, I hope it's scary. Now that I have little girls, yeah. I don't want it to be scary. No,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So. no. Everybody – Go to cadaverlab.com. Check it out there. We've got the forums there. We've been having a lot of action up on those forums. Like, we mention this every week. There's a lot of fun stuff going up on there. Email us at uh, feedback at Or you can use our contact at uh, cadaverlab.com. Uh, the form up on cadaverlab.com. Uh, somebody made fun of us for having a canned email form. It was the guys from the Bone Bat Show. Thought that that was a stupid idea. But anyway, it's up there, and uh, it's, I just said it's for the if it's for the ease for our users, you know, go up there, use it, it's fine. Uh, call us on the voicemail 206-339-2730 The number again is two zero six three three nine two seven three zero. You can also contact me or Sam directly at Mike at cadaverlab dot com or Sam at cadaverlab dot com. And that's it. That's it. I am not. That are the only two emails. And uh, I appreciate the emails that I
1: got this week. Big Winters, Keith Latch, uh, I think Corey sent me one too, but I really appreciated those. And uh, keep up the good work out there.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, so I guess we're signing off, so we'll see you. Later.
4: Hi, this message is for Cleo Torres.